Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Google Workspace Recap, a weekly show discussing all of the changes happening in Google Workspace. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. I partied a little bit too hard over Passover, so apologies for my voice sounding a little bit funky tonight, but we're here, we're back. We got through the uh, the holiday of having to record before and, uh, and managed to get it out at our normal time anyway. So Steve, how's it going? Yeah, I'm not feeling too great myself. I had a little bit of... Uh expired uh, uh what was it you party too hard on passover no, i wasn't too. doing passover but i had um <laughs> was it spinach artichoke dip that i think went off last night and uh, that didn't agree with me this morning and then i don't know after that i just had a headache all day so i've not i've been feeling under the weather myself so yeah hopefully we're not sounding too bad for you guys uh we'll get through this episode it's going to be a pretty quick one this week and uh, not too many things came out of google so it's going to be brief. This is the time of year. Is it allergies, a cold, or COVID? <laughs> yeah, well, I hope not COVID. <laughs> I'm getting my second one uh, next week on Tuesday, I believe. So I think have you gotten yours yet, Jesse? All right. Nice. No, LA, Long Beach, I, it's still, they're still open it up for, for people. You also, you actually, <laughs> I did just get a letter. Well, I can do it now because I just got a letter from from my day job that we're now considered, um, uh, what do you call it, essential employees that can get the, the vaccine early. But I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm pretty healthy. There are people who need it more than me. I almost don't want to get it ones. until it's opened up like that. But I, I feel like, right, I feel like anybody who kind of, was eligible for that who needed more than he should have yeah. got it by now. I don't know. <laughs> I just try to get it done with. I don't know. So, yeah, I hear you. Especially because I want to start traveling again for work. Yeah. So, and now it looks like they're opening it up for people who've uh, been vaccinated. Well, I so, will be coming comment. out to see you Memorial Day weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. That is in the works. Party. Yeah. All right. Super short episode. Three updates. Let's get to it. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's just, um, well, we've got three. I can quickly rattle them off. So adding and managing four <laughs> new types of citations for Google Docs, the first one that came out. You have updating the design. Uh, oh, an updated design for the admin console is, I think, now rolled out to everyone. Kind of started trickling in a while back. And then uh, automatically save your response progress in Google Forms. Uh, there is a beta for that for the Google Workspace for Education customers. And then separate to the published releases, we have uh, Google uh, made a little post over on the Google Cloud blog, uh, which was titled 11 Quick Tips for Making the Most of Gmail, Meet, Calendar, and More Google Workspace. So a few things there to check out if you want to see if you're taking advantage of all the features Google has across their product. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to be setting that one out to my users. Yeah, it definitely looks like a very good one for end users. And, you know, well, you know, anyone who just hasn't had a look maybe at some of the recent updates, um, just, you know, I was was looking through those and um, some of them are pretty useful. Some of them are pretty obvious ones that you probably have come across before. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously so savvy, you don't need that. Well, let's dive into the first one. So adding... Uh, four new types of citations in Google Docs. So for those of you that need to do citations, probably students, maybe people in scientific fields, uh, although these ones that they added aren't too scientific. <laughs> they are citations for film, TV series, TV episodes, and miscellaneous. So if you're writing those uh, academic papers or anything like that, 
and you need to cite uh, one of these new four types, then Google's made it a little bit easier for you to do that. And in terms of um, controls for this, no admin controls for um, on the admin side. And then for the end users, you can just find that in the citation tool uh, dialog box under the tool menu there. This one is rolling out to the rapid release domains on a gradual rollout, which is up to 15 days for that feature visibility starting uh, last week, March 31st. And then for the scheduled release domains, there is a, uh, those are, that's coming out on a full rollout schedule, which is one to three days for feature visibility. And that starts uh, the end of this month around April 26th. And this is going to be available to all Workspace and G Suite customers. I presume it would be available for consumer accounts too, but they don't mention that. They need a little bit more consistency on that, I think, mentioning it. <laughs> um, so that's the, that's the first one. I'll, I can talk really slow for the second one if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't get the second one yet. You haven't? Well, no. Well, let me check my other domain. Well, Jesse, I will be able to tell you why you haven't got that in just one minute. Hold on there. Uh, so oh, okay. so a, a new admin console design has rolled out uh, or has been rolling out to admins over the last few weeks. I have seen it on some of the domains uh, a while ago. Uh, it might have been part of the alpha bundle. It maybe came out early to some of those domains because I definitely did see it uh, prior to the uh, blog post for sure. Um, so this is just, yeah, just a, a brand new design for the admin console. It, um, you know, just allows you to reorder items, make it easier to find the most used sections. You've got some expandable or collapsible cards for users billing and domains with quick links to common items in those areas. And, uh, just looks a lot, you know, uh, a lot newer, fresh design. And then for, you know, visibility, as you were saying, you don't see it yet, and that is because it is rolling out to uh, domains on both rapid release and scheduled release on a gradual rollout, which is up to 15 days for feature visibility starting March 31st. So you've still got at least another 10 days potentially where you will, um, you know, see it if you're not seeing it yet, just yet. So that is why you're Rude. not seeing it, Jesse. Yep. Google should know by now. I should be getting it right away. Yeah, you need, you need to be on their, uh, you know, canary release cycle. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and that is available to all Google Workspace and G Suite domains. And then finally, we've got one for the education customers. So there's a beta available for the Google Workspace education customers that allow you to say, automatically save your response progress in Google Forms. So... Yeah, this one is uh, only going to be available for those education domains. So keep that in mind. If you're not in education, then uh, you won't have it. So there is a link. There's a link to fill out the interest in participating for this beta. So we will share that link uh, to you guys in the show notes. So you can get access to that if you're an education domain. And check that out. So that's really it. It's interesting that some of these features are going education first. They're getting all the cool stuff before we are. There's a couple cool ones there that I think would have been good to go to all customers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the more recent cool ones meet meet features. Right. This one. Yep. 
going to education first. I, I think that uh, automatically saving your response progress in Google Forms should have been a feature from the start. Yeah, a long time ago. I know. I know. Yeah, you don't want to. I have lost have multiple times information on those yeah. forms. Yeah, it's not good if you have a long form that you're going through and something happens and you know you can't recover the tab and it doesn't remember where you left off. It is problematic. Yep. Do you want to uh, have a quick look at some of these quick tips then for Workspace? Yeah. Have a quick look at them. The uh, Google's 11 quick tips. So it looks like you've got uh, all. Go well, ahead. It just looks like they're all videos here. So there is, there's also some YouTube headlines channel. for each of them. So we've got the first one here, which is mastering your inbox with Gmail's right click menu. Uh, so learning how to easily reply, label, and even snooze email by using the right-click menu in Gmail. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I'm more of a keyboard shortcut kind of person uh, rather than like a mouse click yep. person. So, same. Uh, and that's actually an interesting thing. So um, interesting that we mentioned this because I think that should actually be number one is that you, you can enable Gmail shortcuts on the keyboard, but you have to enable it. It's not enabled by default. So people that um, people may not be aware of that because it's not on by default. Yep, I've actually changed. I know my shortcuts. On that one shared account. <laughs> I tried to hit the E key to archive, and yep. I'm like, why isn't E working to archive? And you're like, oh, I changed to A for archive. A A for archive. Come on, <laughs> A for archive, D for delete, C for compose, R to reply. I mean, the, it, like that why wouldn't you have done that from what what was their logic originally with those other shortcuts what was taking up those keys that they didn't use the like those are the top four things you do i don't know yeah <laughs> since day one that they rolled out the ability to do custom shortcuts i've i've always remapped it i'm talking a decade ago yeah i never touched it because it's i don't have to reconfigure it on the 12 accounts that i have then I just, every time I get a new account, it's the first thing I do is I go in and I turn on um, keyboard shortcuts and uh, change them over to the, uh, the what I just mentioned. And I have a couple of other ones in there that, as well um, that I had to change and come up with new ones for them because I replaced A, which was, I don't know, trash or something weird yeah. or compose in a new tab was A or something like that. So now compose in a new tab is CN and I've never used it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So second update here, or the second tip is ask the Google Assistant to take notes. So you I haven't done this with yet. One easy step. You can use Google Assistant on your mobile device or on Google Home to add action items to your Google Keep notes. So that seems pretty cool. If you like talking to Google. Gonna have to play around with that. Yeah. Especially as the uh, you know, productivity Google Assistant starts really getting integrated into uh, workspace yeah. here. I think I think that could be a really cool area. Yeah. Well, one uh, interesting thing. So we're working with C to C. They are partially on Teams and partially on Google because the parent company. Ouch. Yeah, it should be, well, it's because the parent company though is Microsoft. Uh, so the parent company, which is ASIC, the uh, SAP user group, they are they've been a Microsoft, so they're a Microsoft shop, and there's a lot of you know shared resources between the two organizations. So, um, just I'm trying to get uh, trying to get the team that I'm working on to fully transition over to chat, 
uh, which is working, or, you know, everyone's uh, getting familiar with it. We had to, we had to turn on the new chat interface because they hadn't turned that on at all. Again, this is just stems from, <laughs> you know, the admins not familiar with workspace and, um, you know, turning it on made it a lot easier to use chat now. And um, what I was getting at was um, similar to like talking to Google Assistant to do action items on your Keep Notes. Um, we were wondering, you know, how can we get uh, some reminders about what we need to do with things like, you know, keeping uh, keeping an eye on all the updates Google releases, similar to what we're doing here, but like also news as well. So really more about news within Google. And uh, within the Google chat room, you can add tasks in there and assign them to people. And then, of course, it shows up on that person's personal uh, task list. So that's good to, uh, you know, kind of set action items for you uh, with, when those are rooms you're working on with other people. So that's a really useful little tool with the chat rooms. I love it. And uh, later, after we get through this, I can go more into how I'm using it in depth as well. I've gone full uh, off the deep end with that. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this, and I mentioned it before. So one little trick with Google chat rooms and, you know, when you put files in a room, they start to show up on the file tab, which is great, you know, really useful. But sometimes mm -hmm. you have an entire shared drive dedicated to a room. And if you need to share that um, share drive, when you, you know, post the link, it doesn't show up in files because it's, well, not a file. Uh, but what you can do is you can add a task. And with that task, you can put uh, the URL to the share drive. And that's a way that you can uh, get, you know, find the share drive that's associated with that room very easily is by adding that link in the, in the task list. So a little trick for you there. Very clever. Yep. Next one. And then the next tip I've actually used already. Yeah. Um, let people, yeah, let people choose the times to work for them in the calendar because we have a lot of people in our organization that work a lot of, like, uh, we don't all work nine to five. Yeah. You know, I'll work nine to six. Some people work eight to four. Um, I think that's what this one is about, right? This is, you know, when you go to create an event and you allow your guests to modify the time to change it without having to say, oh, can you make the, you know, adjust right. the time? I'll give you a little caveat to that one once you're done explaining your use case. Uh, no, go ahead. So a couple of years back, we had um, a large, you know, a large event where we had a lot of people on it and it was useful to allow people to modify it because maybe the, you know, team leads were out and we had to adjust it. Um, but what, what had happened is because there were so many people on there, and certain people just, you know, weren't always required to be there, kind of optional. They thought, all right, well, I'm just going to delete that event from my calendar. And that usually the normal behavior when you delete a calendar event for, that you've been invited to is it is you respond with a no, I'm not going to respond or move from your calendar. That's the typical behavior. But when you allow people to modify that event and they go and click that delete of that event, it deletes it for everyone. So all of a sudden the day, you know, the day came around when we're supposed to have this meeting and we're trying to think, why aren't, you know, where is it on the calendar? It's not, it's gone. So I had to go into the logs and look at who deleted the calendar and figured out it was this person that, you know, decided they just didn't want to attend and it wasn't useful for them. So they, they clicked delete, not knowing that they had uh -huh. modify access to that event. So keep that in mind when you give that permission to people, uh, because if they decide to click delete, it deletes it for everyone. 
It doesn't do the respond with no behavior. Yeah, I just took another look at this. I was actually thinking of working hours. Um, this is something totally different. <laughs> yeah. It's worded a little funny there. Little but yeah, you could uh, give people a little bit more access there and take that with a grain of salt or be careful with it. As you said, that can be dangerous. So there's uh, some new, I think we talked about this update already around being able to uh, have some new custom, new uh, layouts on mobile for Google Meet. I haven't actually seen the new design yet. I don't recall seeing it yet, you know, where they have that kind of curved um, tiles. Maybe that um, is oh. not, hasn't come out yet to everyone. But this is just... A, I don't actually use mobile Meet yeah. very often. Well, it's supposed to come out on the web too, it. so it's both. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. I've seen the tiled layout, so I can have up to 49 participants yep. at once, but not curved tiles like you're talking about. Yeah. Well, this is this is the one talking about, um, you know, going up to those 49 participants at once. Yep. So if you do have those large meetings and want to see everyone, then you just need to go into the three dot uh, menu in the lower right of the meet uh, menu bar and go in and change your layout style and uh, slide the little slider up to the max of 49 participants for that one. Yeah, my computer always takes a deep breath and kicks the fans yeah. in right when I max that out to 49 on a big meeting. It's like, okay, here we go again. You haven't, you haven't got that <laughs> M1 uh, Mac yet? No, I'm, well, my Mac, forget about it. My Mac wouldn't even handle 16 tiles. It would already, the fan was already on just meeting with you one-on-one. -on -one. I was talking about my Dell XPS tower special edition with the dedicated, uh, what do I got in there? The, uh, Nvidia 2070, I think 2070 super eight gig of video Ram. Even with that, my machine's oh. like, Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, get the M1 Mac mini. You should be good. <laughs> of course I have a ton of other crap running. So, you know, that yep. ties into it. Uh, we have next on our list of tips here is using different Gmail signatures for colleagues and customers. I just say don't use signatures at all on email. That's my view. But, you know, when you need multiple ones. I like my signature. Yeah, it's good. I don't find a need for multiple ones, but I do like yeah, my I mean, signature. It, it, I, you know, signatures are great. It, it tells you the person's name and their email. All of those things, which you can get from their, the email address field, which is, you know, a little redundant. Well, name, phone number, it's brandable, it's got our logo on there, et cetera. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. In fact, I have a whole automation designed to control everyone's signatures. I know a lot of orgs do. Yeah. It's um, often a very, you know, a big requirement in some organizations to have those consistent signatures across teams. Um, Sounds like a time for a Twitter poll. Yeah. Who agrees with Steve yeah. and who agrees with me? Yeah. Gotta, signatures or no signatures. Right. Yeah. Uh, next one uh, is number six on the list here. Never be late again with Google Calendar notifications or just be notified that you're late for the meetings. That's kind of just what it does to me. It just tells you that, hey, I'm late <laughs> to the meeting. It was 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can customize your default reminders on your calendar so that you know you can have multiple reminders all the time on all your events. Uh, you can always you know, tweak them per event as well. So, but this is, um, I think, describing the way to set your default event notifications uh, so that they are consistent across all of your calendar events. Uh, the next one is 
filtering out distractions with noise cancellation and meet. So this one, of course, is only going to be available to those customers that have access to it. So if you are meeting in loud uh, places, you know, cafes with a lot of background noise, then you can turn this noise cancellation feature on again by heading to the uh, three dots of uh, the Google Meet and then going into your settings for audio and you can turn that toggle that on. You can also do this on your mobile device as well. So if you're on iOS or Android, you can uh, turn on noise canceling too. And it works amazingly well. It does. Yeah. I mean, I've seen videos of people running an espresso machine, you know, espresso machine right next to it. Right. Didn't Dominic he do did, that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, or, <laughs> oh, you know what? I did that. We did that one when I was at uh, back at Cloud Bakers. There was, uh, our product manager, project manager was doing uh, making a coffee in the morning and uh, couldn't hear a thing. She was having this amazing to well, talk to me because it was so loud for her in there. <laughs> well, Miles Ward, CTO over at SADA, trying to remember which funky instrument he plays. I think but he, he just, played he it guitar, with noise cancellation but... on. No, he plays he plays a bunch of yeah. things, I think, but he plays some some specific funky horn or guitar variant. I'm trying to remember what it is. Um Miles can ping in and let us know. Uh but he played it on a meet call and it completely didn't get picked up at all. <laughs> so very impressive. What's the next one? I was just trying to find it. Was it, is it the, um, is it the tuba? It's got something like Don't let us, the slides. It's like wrapped around them. I don't know. What this oh, you're, you're trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. That's what I was, I was trying to figure out. I'll, I'll ping him later and, and find out. Well, it's whatever that thing is. That goes like See, I saw you. him do it at a conference once. Yeah. 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 That's called. All right. It's a bizarre kind of only a number of people play it in the world. <laughs> The uh, the next one we have right. here. I'll I'll figure it out. You yeah. go on to the next <laughs> <No>. update. <laughs> uh, present more confidently in Google Slides. So this is talking about uh, presenting a meeting, and if you want to have easy access to a timer and your speaker notes, uh, you can learn how to use those present the presenter view in Google Slides uh, to kind of optimize the way you're presenting. The one thing that I wish they would. Um, not do in slides is like always show that menu bar at the bottom when you're presenting. Cause like that should only be visible to the presenter. Do you know which one I mean? The black navigation yeah, bar. I, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah. If you're in presenter mode, that shouldn't right. show up. Yep. You should have another way to access that somehow those controls or it should just, you know, it should be like an overlay that doesn't get shown to the, to the users. Uh, I don't know. There's, you, yeah. you know how you know how when you share a tab or you share a window, and when you're on a website, some of the drop-down menus, the dialog boxes don't show up. Like mm -hmm. whatever that element is tagged as, that's what the menu bar in slide should be. It should be that same element type, so it doesn't show up to the recipients of the screen sharing. There you go. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. And number nine, don't let slow internet connections ruin your meeting. Well, uh, yeah. So sometimes you're just in a really poor connection area 
So there's a few different ways to address that. So within Google Meet, you can turn down the video feed that you're sending and receiving. You can go into an audio only format. And then you can also do a phone dial out. So if you wanted to uh, have Google Meet phone yourself on your mobile device, you can also go that way for the audio. So a lot of options there. And this is just another one around presenting in slides. Pretty similar, I think, to presenter mode and some of the features there. But this is just talking about using the laser pointer uh, feature in Google Slides. So you can kind of have that uh, laser pointer-like, uh, you know, kind of red icon dot showing you where people should maybe focus their attention on that slide. Although I did watch a very good presentation recently, a TEDx talk around the, you know, the death of PowerPoint and how you can optimize your presentations by minimizing what is on each uh, slide and, and how you need to keep the number of kind of bullet points below, I think it was below six for people to um, kind of like instinctively see and react to those, uh, you know, those items. Once you get to seven people's, uh, you know, you have to actively think about what you're seeing on that screen. Um, so it was an interesting little talk about that. And then last but not least, number 11 is keep everyone organized with attachments in Google Meet. This is a really useful one. So when you send out a, an event, I think this is what it's going to talk about. If it's not, this is a really useful um, tr trick anyways. So when you send a calendar invite out to people, a lot of times there are, you know, you want to have a notes document that is where everyone's going to have a central place of notes for that meeting. You might have reference material that you're going to refer to. Maybe your slide deck is going to be on there. You want to attach that to your calendar event so that people can easily access that when they're in the meet or when they're on their calendar. Because in the lower left of your meet menu bar, you can click that um, little up arrow key on the left-hand side where it says the, the, the name of the meeting. And you can go over to the attachments tab and access those files. And you don't have to worry you know, about attaching files maybe that people are on that invite shouldn't access because Google's going to prompt you, do you want to share this with the people on this calendar event? And if you don't need everyone to access it, but you want you know, the people that can access to know where to find it, you can just say, no, don't share it with anyone new. And then only the people that should have access will have access to that file. Of course, the people will be able to see you know, the title of that uh, document, but they won't be able to access it if you haven't given them access to it. So, so even for things like, you know, client uh, presentations, you can still attach that in, you know, that document uh, slide that you're presenting to the customer. You don't have to give them access to it during the meeting. You can say, I'm going to share this with you afterwards. But for your internal team uh, members that are attending that meeting, it makes it really easy for them to find those reference files that you're going to be using during that meeting. So that, uh, that wraps up this week's episode, really. I think we got a good amount of time on it. We, that wraps up the blog post. Yeah, we extended out. Uh, I did find the instrument that he plays. is called the sousaphone. Okay, there you go. It's related to the tuba. Yeah. 
I searched far and wide for that. Also wanted to give a shout out to um, the person who does all of these amazing uh, little tips and tricks is Laura May Martin is a productivity advisor at Google and is always sharing awesome articles on her Twitter account and these videos on YouTube as well. So, uh, Laura, if you're listening or if you are, if you know, Laura, uh, we'd love to have I have you on the show and interview about productivity at Google. Obviously, that's something that we care a lot about. So um, thanks for all you. Yeah, should be a good guest on the on the uh, podcast. Should reach out to her. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so they've got it at the bottom there. Um, she has two posts, one healthy work habits and another one staying on top of your schedule, which are both challenging, both topics that are challenging for everybody. So, yeah good stuff but yeah i think that's pretty much it for this week no questions people send us in your questions we want to answer them you know on the air we um we still have the contest open for our guess the number of updates that google posts to the blog and um you know we got to get some more people entered in that because otherwise it's just going to be like we've got like three entrants to it so far so that'll be a very high percentage of uh likelihood that you will win for those of you that have entered. So if you want to enter the contest, head over to uh, Recap, Recap, Recap. Um, I don't know why I said that. Uh, recap at, dot at. Can't even say that right. All right, Jesse, why don't you, do you know the URL? Try again. Recap <laughs> dot at forward slash contest 2021. Uh, that will take you over to the Google form where you can enter your details and your guests. Uh, and get entered into that. So that'll be open up until the end of April for people to submit their uh, guesses. And then we will reveal the winner at the end of the year uh, and have a really good prize for the person that guesses most accurately. Awesome. Well, we made it through. I thought this episode was going to be 10 minutes, but we managed to, uh, to fill it up a little bit with some more interesting tidbits. Uh, that's all for this week. Send us your questions and comments on Twitter at Workspace Recap and uh, on our website at WorkspaceRecap.com. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Have a great week, and we will see you next time on Workspace Recap. <laughs>